All right, one take. You got it. Introductions. Welcome to the O'Brien with a Y podcast. My name is James O'Brien with the purpose of hosting a podcast with a compassionate, mindful approach to long-form conversations, investing in intimate, unedited, and unapologetic observations that get to the root of motivation, skepticism, reason, and intent. For my whole life, I've had to tell everyone that my last name is spelled O'Brien with a Y, and that there's an apostrophe over the OB, which consequently confused clerks and computers all across the country. As a result of my assiduous concern with this problem, I arrived at a kind of internal necessity at a reflection of astounding import. There must be invented, I reflected, a kind of alphabet of human thoughts, and through the connection of its letters and analysis of words which are composed out of them, everything else can be discovered. I didn't write that. However, you may also in the future find guided meditations, stories, and music that my friends and I rap over every once in a while. Enjoy! Check, 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 one, two. Do you have theme music? No, I don't. I just go right into it. But I, I have some stuff that I've recorded, um, just like with, with this thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember we were on a, in my apartment on Sandoval. Just like, yeah. you know, fun stuff from Fruity Loops, but no intro theme, no. But it would be great. I mean, it would be like a, a four second, like, epic, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> something maybe not like that but just like something i don't know just something that would be entertaining at least um cool well i'll keep playing with the <coughs> with the sound as we go so we've got three mics and then a room mic here um so i think we should be good I, i'm having a hard time i mean the levels sound really good yeah need us to do anything i don't think so i mean yeah uh yeah, actually, let's just do like a quick Andy quick test with you. Hello, hello, Andy here. Okay. And then my level looks pretty good. And then Mitch? Hello, Mitchell Barron here. You're so soft-spoken, dude. I know. <laughs> okay. That, what if I lean in like this? Is that cool? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Cool. And then I'll crank this bad boy so we get some errant noises. Get the dishwasher. Yeah, it, you won't even hear it. Like it's so it's so localized. It's perfect. So awesome, cool. Um, so let's talk Iron Man then. Let's talk Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. So Andy Barron, Mitch Barron. Hello. When did you guys do the Iron Man? Iron Man for Mitch and I was uh, September tenth, nineteen uh, <laughs> two thousand seventeen. Nineteen or yeah, yeah. <laughs> It feels we were the like first it was one. a while ago, for sure. Though, yeah, it's amazing that it's been uh, two years already. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a beautiful day, and uh, we couldn't have asked for better conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a day you'll never forget. You know, everything from waking up at three thirty—that's like the time everybody gets up. Yeah, when you do it, three thirty in the morning, and. Uh, yeah, you just remember the drive down, the walk in the dark, headlamps on, mm-hmm. the support, everybody in place, 
putting your gear away. Yeah. And uh, then you're the, there, and then the anticipation. And the insanity. <laughs> it's hectic, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Iron Man's a big deal, and I think it puts a lot of stress on people. And uh, that was uh, a big part of it. Yeah, there's a lot of anticipation. You know, there's a lot, everybody... Well, let's. How many people do you think participated? And you did it here in Madison, right? Yeah. So yeah. we did it in Madison, uh, which is a great uh, place and facility. A lot of support, a lot of volunteers. Uh, but there was over two thousand. Okay. Yep. Two thousand something. So you've got two thousand people <clears throat> who have been training either their entire lives or at least for a year or months anyway to to do something. So there's a lot of like you're saying, pressure, a lot of anticipation, and a lot of people who are just ready to roll, you know, focused and practiced, and they're ready to get in the water. Yeah. So let's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm really, can my focus right here and on the journey that I'm on towards Ironman, and I guess we'll specify this was a 70.3, right? This was a, a one-mile swim. Oh, we did the full boat. No, we did. We did a half Ironman and a full Ironman with one year of training. We did the half yeah. Ironman in July <laughs> and then did the full Ironman in September. Yeah, really? <coughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. No I did not shit. know that. I thought it was just. A, I just thought it was a seventy point three. Yeah, oh, we did no. the whole thing. Dude, so you're. It's doubled, obviously. So it's a two mile swim. Yep, two dot four mile yep. swim. Yep, and then the hundred and twelve mile bike, and then the full marathon. Yeah. So, wow. Okay, that changes everything. Because yeah. <laughs> right now I'm just looking at the seventy point three. Well, that's know? all right. I yeah. mean, it's, well, it's steps. It you is. Know? It's every. It's your like you said. It's a journey, and you know you got to go at your own pace. I think. Uh, yeah, Mitch and I just went in head first, wouldn't you say? Just let's yeah. do this. Let's do the whole yeah. thing in one year, and just go for it. Shit. Well, I'm giving myself so much, like, pampered time to oh, a year no. plus to do a 70.3. It God. seems so huge and, like, such a daunting task when you're first starting. But as time goes on, you can really turn yourself into a freaking cardio machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, humans, like, evolved as plain striders, and we have the genetic background to become these, like, ultra marathon athletes like it's definitely within our capabilities it's just the the time you spend and the daily practice of running and getting your uh, heart and lungs where they need to be lungs especially that's my my number one like i've got to quit everything to be (laughs) so focused on this because i've noticed like on days where i've been like without smoking or without drinking and I feel like the machine you're talking about, you know, it's like you feel like you're well-oiled. You've got this inexhaustible tank almost. Yep. And then there will be a time where I'm hanging out, having a glass of wine and a quick smoke with friends on a rooftop or whatever. And the next day the workout is just trashed. Yep. And it's so frustrating because I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm on this journey and I, I have this goal. I have this end point. But like, why am I doing two steps forward, one step back? Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like really honing in on... Uh, cutting as much as I can, eating as, as well as I can. And we'll talk more about like nutrition and stuff. But yeah. I think like part of the journey that I'm really interested in is like the mental side of it too. Yeah. Um, there is this like physical 
exceptionality that you get with working out every single day for months. And it's like, wow, I wish everybody just had the time to do this, you know, um, because it makes you feel so good when you're doing it. And then when you actually achieve the thing that you've been working so hard to do, you're like, wow, I, I started from square one. Everybody can start from square one and then work their way forward. Um, and that's like just the physical side of it. But then there's something really deep on the mental side. And we'll, we'll talk about this because, yeah. um, you know, there's runners high and there's all of these other things that come, you know, after you've done 10 miles, you'll realize it, but then you don't even realize it because then you'll hit 25 miles and you'll be like, wow, I'm right at the marathon point right now. And I'm getting this other stage of pain you know, leg pain, cramping, whatever, and then you push through it, and then it kind of, like, dissolves a little bit. Um, I mean, did you guys have that experience at all while you were, um, while you're running? Like, you know, you you get through the pain, and then you're on the other side. Like, what does that feel like? For me, you know, it's, I talking about Iron Man always, there's so many places to dive in, and, you know, the mental part of it is huge, like you said, and, um, and how do you get through those tough training sessions and, and all that. But you, to me, it all starts with uh, the why. You know, what, what is your why? Mm-hmm. And what, what is it that motivates you to even want to do something like this? <clears throat> yeah. Because if you have that part figured out, and I think some people have different, obviously we all have different whys, but some people don't have the why. They just did it because... They went to the event, they saw it, this looks cool, and I haven't, you know, I want to get in shape, and you need something a little bit bigger than that, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not like it has to always be some monumental, big, you know, something in your life that was so dramatic, but I think you do need to have a why, and if, you, if that's in place, then all the working through the pain and working through the long hours kind of comes together and makes sense, mm-hmm. and, and you just push through it. Yeah. So the mental is huge, but the you got to have the, the, that why behind the mental. Right. Um, so that's always an interesting place when I talk to people about this. You know, what was your why? Yeah. You know. And what are some of the whys that you guys have come across? I mean, within My yourself. dad made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. He, my dad needed me there. That's <laughs> uh, very true. So that's one of, very I mean, true. One of the whys could be camaraderie. You know, it brought yeah. you two closer together, obviously. You had to work out together. You had to rely on each other. You were going to show up, do the same race together. Now, did you guys end up racing together and keeping the same pace, or did... Did you guys parts of off? it, okay. For parts of it, we did, and some parts uh, we didn't. Okay. And uh, I was hurting at the end, and Mitch was strong like ready to get done. And Mitch yeah. was done. <laughs> like, Dad, I can't. I've been waiting for you all day. I remember the the bike before we started on the bike. Uh, yeah, I had waited you, behind for my dad yeah. to get out of the water. Just stretching by my bike because all these people are rushing at the bike station. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, did we end up linking up at the bike or did I take yeah. off? We stayed pretty close on the bike. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I mean, when you're biking, there's not a lot of like room to communicate. You kind of have your head down and mm-hmm, you just yeah. go, go, go. You don't really want to talk to anybody because it sucks. But Right. Um. During the run, it was definitely 
cool and awesome to have my dad right there while we're running through the crowds downtown Madison. That yeah. was sweet. So. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah, we got you get to a point, and it was just like get her done. And Mitch was, I was in a bad place the last thirteen miles, just nauseous and fueled wrong. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about how critical the fuel is. But um, Mitch was strung like bull and. Just kept going. And like, yeah. Don't worry, just go. It's your race. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. You were pretty strong, too, though. You took a tumble, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He went down. Oh, yeah. I s- tripped over something on the road and tucked and rolled. Oh, and man. <laughs> bounced back up. Thank God I didn't, you know, try to brace with my wrist or something. Right. Broke something or anything. I just tucked and rolled. But it was just, yeah, it was not picking my feet up. And it was the. It was starting to show, yeah. Um, that I was dragging, you know, wow. the, the the fuel. It's just so important, yeah. You know, that's that's that is so much a big part of that day mm-hmm. is the fuel, yeah. And just making sure you stick with your plan, and you do need a plan, and yeah, and everything. But for the why part, I, I mean, that was a big one. Uh, Mitch and I wanting to do something, and he was awesome to like. All right, Dad, because I didn't. I wanted someone to go along. Sure. It was a big step for me, um, you know, joining, doing something like that. Um, and to think about, you know, joining the team and not really knowing what you're doing and having a million questions, you know, just someone else who's going through it with you. It helps because you're both learning and you're going through it. Yeah. The fact that it was Mitch and my son and all that was awesome. So he had this great partner. And, uh, um, but it was, uh, for me, my big why was I was going to turn 50 on the day of the race, the day before. I did turn 50. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. I did turn. I chose not to. Yeah, right. But I was a denial. <laughs> and I'm still not 50. No, I turned 50 the day before, and, the, and then the race was the next day. And uh, I had just gotten to a point where... I realized in life I had put so much emphasis on career and job and work mm-hmm. um, that I just I didn't really have a whole lot of interesting things about myself or mm-hmm. a hobby or anything that I could sit and have a conversation like this about. Sure. You know, I could sit and listen to people and it'd be fascinating to hear them talk, but I never had some experience where you could really share that to someone and it'd be kind of an interesting topic yeah you know and uh so it was like i i need something for me that's uh that i can talk about yeah you know and that i can share and um so that was a big a big part of it but it was also to do something with mitch Mm -hmm. you know and that was that was the kind of the thing that really kept it going because you know you, pretty soon as you're training six months in it's like okay I can swim I can run I can bike I can, I'm doing it yeah I think this is cool you need a little bit more in that you know being out with Mitch and running in the cold and the snow and getting our bikes yeah dude the missions <laughs> yeah <laughs> it felt like a mission sometimes you yeah. be getting up at like five in the morning it's cold and dark but like I gotta get to the pool Mm-hmm. And like it really like just opens up your life to all these new experiences. Like you just really grow in terms of like you know what you experience on your day to day. It brings I don't know like a lot more 
to feel proud of for sure. Yeah. It brings a realization of your own capabilities, you know, for, for ever day to day, you know, you'll, you'll feel tired from work or you'll feel sore from sitting in your car too long. Like I'm trying to think of things that, I mean, I've, I've made excuses myself for not working out and being like, Oh, I've stubbed my toe yesterday. I don't want to run on it. Or, um, you know, I'm just tired. Like I got six hours of sleep the night before, like, so many excuses and that's like where the mind goes to first is that comfortability and near laziness almost where any excuse is a valid excuse to relax oh yeah yeah and um <laughs> and waking up at 5 a.m swimming when it's cold running when it's cold biking when it's cold um all of those are like the hardest things to do because yeah. you have to fight your mind and there's a lot of discipline involved and it, it it brings like you're talking about the why and you're saying oh there's this story that i want to share with people i don't really have many stories to share but as you get into it have you realized um it's more than just a story like you've stumbled into something that was even greater than some cocktail party that you can talk to people yeah is, is that was that your experience <clears throat> that's a, yeah i mean that's that's a great question it is more than just being able to have a topic and that you can talk to people about it's the ability it's knowing you did something that's really really unique and hard you yeah. know and it, it, that sense of accomplishment so there's there is definitely more than it's it's not just that I can hang with a conversation about bikes and uh, how do you swim and swim techniques and things like that. It's that you did it, and uh, you do get it's it's pretty awesome to think that you were able to stick with that and do it. And the awesome part that I've realized is there's I mean besides the, the bike or maybe a pair of shoes, there's no tool that's helping you do these things. You yeah, know, it is all. From within and with your body, yeah. You know, you're pushing. It's not like I don't know, I'm trying to think of like other sports, like golf or something like that. It's like, oh, I got this new club, a new yeah. grip. The and bike is the only thing. Yeah, the I'm bike just is say, yeah. That's a little debatable when you think about the bike. The yeah, bike, yeah. It's, you could buy speed. You gotta have some money to compete in the triathlon. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If yeah, if you want, if you're worried about time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and for me, my journey is not time-based, it's finish-based. You know, it's like, okay. if as long as I can get through, I'm, I'm racing myself, and I want to cross that finish line on my own two feet, and then that's good, and then what's next? Like you guys did, you did the 70.3, and then you all did the full Ironman. Yeah. And it's like, after that first half Ironman, where you like, I could keep going. You know, I've trained long enough, it's been six months or so, and... Bam, I'm ready for another yeah. one. Or, holy shit, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that, what, is that like the reality of it? It was, uh, so we did, the half was in July mm-hmm. of the same year. And it was up in Door County. And um, it, uh, I can remember being a little bit like, oh my gosh, you know, that was just half. Yeah. I can't imagine being able to do the whole. Mm-hmm. I, that was me and Mitch. I don't know if you felt... Yeah, I mean, for sure, the especially on the bike portion, like I'd always get creamed on the bike, but like you kind of just have to like trust yourself in the process and um yeah. That's that's, a, that's like one of the big takeaways of doing one of these things is like learning to trust yourself. So, mm, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, there's a the fear is always process. there. 
the fear is always there. Like, will I be able to compete on race day? But like, you have to overcome that. And that's what makes, that's like the real true strength. I think that comes out of Ironman training is, uh, the strength to trust yourself. Yeah. And so you're saying two things there. You're saying strength and trust, you know, strength is the, the physical ability you're showing yourself every day. I'm capable of running X miles, biking X miles. And so it becomes more believable. You know, like I, yep. I can do double eventually, you know, maybe during the race, you're like, what did I get into? How am I crossing this finish line? I couldn't do this again, but you did do it again, you know, and that's something, you know, just a few months later, here you are doubling that effort that seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I find that super inspiring. Yeah. To, to 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 have the physical strength and then to build upon it and not everybody's capable of it you know and for me it's like here I am I'm not injured I'm not lame why am I not doing more with my body you know why am I not running every day I feel great after I run are you kidding me like the breathing and the, the flow and the strides and you look at your watch afterwards you're like wow I did that many miles that's my pace this is yeah. well, I'm surprised I'm hitting marks I've never hit in my life before um, and I, then and then that's you, so key I think is you have to if the training is just drudgery and I think this does go back to the why if you don't have that why but if the training and that is drudgery, then you're probably doomed. Mm-hmm. If you look at it the way you're kind of describing it, and I think Mitch and I had this, like the appreciation. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm doing something that I should be doing because I can do it. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, if you're capable and you're not disabled in some way mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not, and you're kind of sitting around and not doing these things. It mm-hmm. is kind of a shame, you know. It's like, yeah, you've been given this gift. You really should, you know. Yeah, be, so be grateful. Be grateful. Yeah. And and you feel that when you really embrace that philosophy, I think. And mm-hmm. you do run, and it's not like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this to be done. But it's more of like, wow, we just did a half uh, marathon, 13 miles. I feel great. And isn't this awesome that we're able to do this? Yeah. And... That's such a huge mindset, I think, to have. It's just like, just appreciate that you can do it. Yeah. Appreciate that you are yeah. able to, to, to compete in this. Yeah. And, and then embrace those awesome moments. Like, we're lucky here in Madison, the event's here. Mm-hmm. So we are training on the bike path, that, you know, the route. Yeah. Um, we're swimming in the lake. That is the lake we're going to do the event in. And... Friday mornings, we would get up, you know, 5, 5.30 in the morning. You meet your team at 6. You're in the water. The sun's coming up. Yeah. You know, and you just ran, you know, swam, whatever, a mile and a half. And it's like, you're going to go to work at 8. Yeah. You know, and you're just, it's like you're alive, you know. It's like, this is living. This is like, I feel alive. And that's, I think that's, if those things in life as you go through this journey it really do inspire you mm-hmm. you'll, you'll kick butt yeah you'll want to do this sooner than I'm the thinking, time frame you're out that's what I'm thinking <laughs> like in this conversation I'm like I might be ready by 2020 summer you know <laughs> you, easily you I think you, sure. yeah. I think you definitely could but that's a that's part of the journey you know mm-hmm. I mean some people really want to hone their skill and trust me I was on the bike for eight hours and 
because of the experience and how hard that was, it's kind of hard to say I'd want to do it again. Right. So on one point, we got through it. We, we trained. We had that great experience. Mm-hmm. We did it. But it was so, uh, it was hard. You know, it was like the bike was not, you know, our <laughs> six, seven, eight. I mean, it was like, get me off this thing. I'm yeah. not having a good time here. Yeah. And the last 13 miles of my run was pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's... I got it done, but I don't know if that's the experience you want to have. You know, imagine being that fine-tuned, mm-hmm. you know, machine you're going to be if you did the half, and then you gained experience, and maybe your experience will be, God, I got really good at the bike, and I love the bike now. You yeah, know? I like riding a bike. I don't like to compete. Yeah, and go hardcore 60-80 mile days. Yeah, because I don't know if you agree with that, Mitch, but like I didn't learn how to bike i i got through it to do the rate to, to compete in the iron man and finish the iron man but i never took the time to really learn how to ride a bike because mm. you should not be on a bike eight hours no definitely yeah, not that's that's way too long on a bike yeah you're compromising your run at oh, that yeah. point yeah every, yeah exactly and yep. which i think i did so i don't know you know did we rush it it was more time do you think you gained more of an appreciation yeah um whenever i was like training running biking or swimming i always i've always just liked using my body and like trying to enter the flow state if you will uh while doing those things and uh when you're doing one thing for eight hours or an hour you can get into that flow state pretty well i'd say if, if you can uh you know tame your thoughts about this sucks and um so for me i was always i guess trying to learn how to just do the activity as easy as easily as possible yeah you and i enjoyed that yeah i learned that from you with swimming especially yeah because i was like you would watch me like you're going you know you're struggling you're trying to go too fast and you're you know, you just got to get in the flow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> What is this flow what, state? Yeah, what is this? What do you mean? And I could, then I watched you. Yeah, you were just would be very methodical, had a very good stroke, and it was the same thing, and he just stuck with it. And then I was kind of all over the board mm. and watching you do that, which was, that was the awesome thing about doing it with Mitch. Yeah. Because you know? we were going through it together, but we were kind of like learning Yes, dude, we were really good compliments together. I feel like you helped me uh, with, like, planning and prepping and, like, getting out the door to go train. And then maybe, like, I could help you with, like, form and, like, the mindset maybe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, getting in the mindset. Very complimentary. Yeah, I think so. Some mornings were tougher than others. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come on, bitch. And, yeah. you, and you're fighting everything. Like, your mind is like, no, I don't care. Somebody's yelling at me. I still don't yeah. want to do this. I, I do not want to do this. I would rather do anything. <laughs> yeah. I you, don't know. I always felt like I just had to. Like, I was yeah. so scared of race day, like, mm-hmm. and failing that, like, it was, I, I have to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Did you have any more why, like, other than me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. asking you uh, hey I need you to do this 
Um, yeah, like I said, I've always enjoyed using my body and like the yoga of using my body in whatever way that is. And with running and biking and swimming, you can definitely like just enter the flow state and it's nice. Yeah. And I was going to be exercising anyways. And I thought that, um, triathlons and, uh, cardiovascular training, like, just felt better than lifting weights and like doing high intensity reps so i thought okay i'll stick with this yeah that's awesome there's a lot of um there's a lot of alone time right a lot of alone time like mitch said when you're riding a bike you're just you're not in a position to talk because you're just you're not face to face you're you know your head's down and Mm -hmm. running you can talk you know Swimming, you can't, obviously. There's just tons of alone time, and I think you can really get in your head in mm-hmm. a negative way. Um, so like meditation, mm-hmm. um, it's very meditative, and I think that was a big strength for you because you were really very good at meditation mm-hmm. and understand what what meditation really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mitch is, and I learned that from you, I think, um, that there's being present and getting, you know, don't let yourself get in your head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just amazing where your brain will go when you're swimming. Yeah. You know, your face is in the water and you're, you know, whatever, however deep the water is and you're, like, not even thinking about swimming anymore. You're, like, thinking about a conversation you had with somebody or what you need to get done or, you know, your mind can go in all these places. Yeah, because you're in that incubation chamber. Yeah. You don't hear anything but, like, the water and it's like, yeah, you can go a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You can go crazy. You can talk yourself out of a lot of stuff. You Mm -hmm. can go in a dark place or take it as it's like you're in a meditative kind of state. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's going to be helpful. Yeah. It's a and lot that, of alone time. And that's why I think that's why I, like my focus is so heavy on the mental is because every aspect, whether you're swimming or biking or running, incorporates that mental toughness, if you want to put it that way. The fact that you have to go inside, you have to see how deep you can go mentally. And it's not like a, it's not the journey. It's not like you hit X amount of miles and you get so deep and you have to hit X amount of miles to get all the way deep so you can understand your mind. It's like all of the time that you do spend alone. Like I run and and swim obviously and stuff. No podcast, no music. I am trying to go as deep into the mind as possible. And I'm, I'm aware of the meditative state. I'm aware of the mind wanting to, I mean, needing to process. If you don't meditate on a daily basis, you don't process those things. So that conversation with that person from three weeks ago crops up or whatever, (laughs) and it's because it hasn't been processed. You haven't put it where it needs to go or taken care of it. And now you're swimming in the middle of an Ironman and it's coming up and it's like, (laughs) why didn't I take care of that? I've taken care (laughs) of my body physically. I can swim these miles, but now I'm being distracted and that distraction is... My stride is off, my kick is off, my whatever. Um, and so that's really important. And you alluded to um, trust, and that's another big thing is, for me anyway, once I, my mind is constantly afraid until I show it that it doesn't need to be afraid anymore. So it's like, oh, if you run, if you're going to run six miles straight, you're going to get injured. And then I do it, and then I'm not injured, and I feel great the next day, and then I can run a, a 5K the next morning before work. Then my mind is like, oh, that's... 
doable. Yeah. Maybe 10 miles is doable or maybe something else. And so there's showing your mind the thing that it was afraid of so that it can't be afraid anymore and meditating through the things that are going <coughs> to distract you or um, take you out of take you out of the race, take you out of the whole thing. And you start questioning again, like, why am I doing this? Here I am. I've trained six months. I've done whatever. And I'm in the middle of I'm hour seven of the bike ride. And why am I here? Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I, whatever. <laughs> let, yeah. me, let me just get off of this. Thing. I'm, I'm buckled in my ass hurts and <laughs> whatever. But if, if you've already practiced the mental side of it enough, you can say, this is just, what the brain does naturally. It is just giving you every option. It's going to say quit every possible time or continue going. Yeah. And you have to make that choice. You have to be able to say, my mind has given me that option, but my body can do it. It can do it. It's uncomfortable or it's painful. But at the end of this, I won't be in pain. I'll be with a warm blanket on and I'll be getting hot cocoa or a meal and then I'll be sleeping in a bed tonight. You know, like all yeah. of these things, if you can reassure your mind that even if you get injured, like even if what whatever, there's a safety net, there's a bunch of people around and this is a thing that you came to do. So just finish it. Like yeah. there's no need to quit. Yeah. Um, but your mind will say you could. You could quit right now, you know, even while you're training. It's like you can you can just stop training for the day. You don't need to get up at five today. You got up at five yesterday. Yeah. You just got to, that practice of saying no to your mind when it gives you all of those lazy or convenient options to just relax or, or quit. Yeah. Um, and it's not like this mental, it's not like, oh, I've got voices in my head and I'm trying to battle my voices. It's really just there's, there's, two options every you know you've got this choice like do i get up at five or not do i hit the snooze or not do i swim today or not and like you got to be self-compassionate you can't beat yourself up for having those thoughts but at the same time you have to realize okay i i gave up today like i i was a like yesterday I drove all day instead of working out and that's why I was like I got to run before I do anything today so I'm going to get there and I'm going to like just get out of the car and yeah. run a mile yeah. um, and it's not much but it's just that dedication and persistence that yeah. really does it and it's it's both mental and physical so um, that's really cool that's where the trust comes in because you can trust yourself when you've shown yourself I've done like I don't know I've swam 1.5 so many times I can get to two. I've swam two before. I can do this again. You know, that kind of that thing. Is, it's so huge. That, yeah. uh, <clears throat> those little milestones and how you can build that confidence up. That was like, let's swim. Remember the first, like the first mile swim was a, you know, monumental day. And then I think the first full 2.4 mile swim that we did was like, we can do this. You know, yeah. there's like, but a big part of what I was going to, the mental part beyond everything we were talking about, I think is taking the race and putting it into compartmental, like, little pieces. Mm -hmm. um, for me, anyway, I feel like if I can take um, when I'm swimming and break that down into, like, little bite sizes, um, the bike was always classic because the route in Madison that does, there's two loops, and they go from basically one town and you loop around to another town, and then you loop back to that first town, and you mm. do that twice. Okay. Each one of those loops is roughly 45, 46 miles or something like that, and then you've got this last leg into to back to Madison. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so for me, 
I don't know if you used to do this, Mitch, when we rode on the bike, but it was like Verona to Mount Horeb. You got to Mount Horeb, it was like, okay, now I just got to do that, go back, and you know, to Verona. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm already halfway done. Now I got, you know, all right, now I just got one more leg to do. You know, it was just like breaking things down into little bite sizes. Yeah. And you, I mean, you'll do this even in your training, you know. So if you've got like a whatever, a 2,000 yard, uh, scheduled swim that you've got to do you'll just you'll learn to break that down into it's like pieces yeah and i think if you just look at things like oh my god i gotta swim two thousand yards it's it becomes it plays in your head and you know you start i don't have time for that you break it down into pieces oh that just helped it does help yeah Yeah, it just helped me and like you said it's you, you can look at a giant turkey leg and be like, oh, I could never eat this thing. But then you do, and you <laughs> bite at a time. You know, yeah. you just kind of, you like bite it, chew it, bite it, chew it, and eventually you'll get through it. Yeah. And that's kind of what you have to do here. Yeah. Because yep. um, I've noticed, I'll, I have a loop where, um, or I had a loop where I'm st- stop at the, start at the top of a hill, run down, and it's about a mile, 1.2, before I get to the top of the hill again. And... You know, the first, the very first time you're at the top, you're like, this isn't so bad. But after running that mile and then you get all the way up to the top, you're like, okay, do I stop here or do I do another loop? And then you think about time and you think about quitting and you're like, okay, well, the mind is just like, what do I have to do today? Yeah. And okay, well, if, if I don't shower, then I might be able to finish this, but I do want to shower. And then all of these like things, like your mind is just flooding you with ways to get out and excuses to get out. And then... If you if you don't have enough of those excuses or you just don't listen to them, you're like, it's Sunday. I got all day. I could do another loop, and then you just do it again, you know. Yeah. And then you realize, wow, I I ran more than I've ever ran in my life, and then you and then you're like, wow, okay, that was a bigger bite. I can take bigger bites now, and it just it builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> um, let Let's shift gears and talk uh, nutrition and fuel. Yeah. So um, it's it's huge. It is huge. Yeah. So it just like a well-oiled machine, you want all good parts going in. You want everything connected well. You want to be strong. You want to be like stretched and and ready to go. But then what you put into your body while you're training or while you're in the middle of the race is obviously very very important. So did you guys have uh, a diet, a regimen, um, as you were training, as you were getting into it, or yes, you want to reduce your sugar intake for sure. Yeah. So your body can burn its fat. We have so much calories stored as fat at any one time, and when there's sugar in our bloodstream, our body is going to go to that sugar first and not burn the fat. Now you can like think of how that would be detrimental if you're running a race, having to constantly put sugar or carbs into your body. It's gonna weigh you down, slow you down. You're gonna bonk. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like die. Like just, it'll be hard to run the race when you're relying on carbs. So um, a big part of our meal plan was just to reduce the sugars and. Um, Try to eat vegetables, meats, nuts. Lots of nuts. Food, yeah. food from the earth. <clears throat> yeah. Mitch was starting to invent 
things, adding hummus to scrambled no, eggs. No, I got that and, from Jim, dude. That was my, I was trying to be vegetarian. Dad hated the hummus You didn't like them. He didn't like them. Oh, oh man, that's much. my signature breakfast now. Too much. I call it Eggerinos. <laughs> That's so funny. I have learned to really like hummus a lot, but it was too much in the eggs. Yeah. I just It's uh, a weird consistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. But I love the flavor, man. Yeah, it's good flavor. It fluffs it's, them up and Oh yeah. Yeah. We uh, you know, we kinda the other thing with the nutrition there's so much with nutrition, but you don't wanna get crazy uh on race days or big training days trying something <laughs> never try yeah something new in your diet plan the day of a big training or certainly the day of the race mm-hmm. you get into a groove find out what works for you you should try different things but on normal training days because um you go a little crazy and you'll bonk out i remember you had a tough day something you'd mix something up but you didn't have enough, and it was a that was a long day for you. I remember. Yeah, I um, had like too much sugar in the morning or something. Yeah, and uh, the first like it was a bike day, and the first leg of it, I was also trying to like keep up. That's like the two part. Yeah, it. like you have to like stay in your zone, your evenness, like what you know is comfortable for you, and um, eating well. Mm-hmm. And um, I did neither of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Was this during the uh, chef? This was uh, training. It was a training, oh, okay. training long day. bike ride day. It might have been one of the first times we did the actual route for the full Ironman course. Yeah. And um, we were doing it with people who have done the Ironman before, and I was trying to keep up because I was feeling good initially, but, like, Within an hour after the sugar had been used up in my body, I was like, Ugh. right, and that was one of the things. Like I've I've just realized. So I usually don't eat sugar, and when I started training, like I was I was probably at my my fighting weight at one eighty five. I'm six one, so one eighty five is like a really good strong base to have. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started running. It was like three days later, I was down five pounds. And then wow. like two weeks later, I was down 10 pounds. And then wow. it, now it's been four weeks and I'm down 15 pounds. And I'm like, I need to eat, I calculated it, 4,000 calories a day to maintain what I'm doing. And I'm not even working out as hard as I could. My metabolism is through the roof always. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, I'll have the rest of that bacon. I'll have the, all those eggs. I'll finish this. I'll finish that. But it's got to be clean when mm-hmm. it goes in for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I never made that connection with, like, the fuel and our body as a machine until training for the Ironman. And it's it's crazy. It's, like, so common sense, but at the same time, like, a lot of us don't think about that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Yeah. And we don't think about it because we live a pretty sedentary life. You know, we're, we're getting up, going to class, going to work, sitting at a desk. I mean, if, if you think about it, it's like, okay, let's say it's just a typical day. I'm going to get up and go to work and come home, and I'm not going to work out that day. Like, I'm just having a, a, the typical, um, I don't know, American day or something. And so I'm laying in bed, and then I get up, and I'm doing maybe like a hundred steps around the house before I leave and then I'm in the car sitting 
and then you get to the office and you're sitting and then you're in the car sitting and then you're at lunch sitting and then you're in the car back home sitting and then you get home <laughs> and then you're like, man, I'm exhausted. Today was such a hard day at work mentally. I'm just going to sit on the couch and whatever. And then you, you don't need, you don't need that good fuel on that day. And, mm-hmm. and, but you also feel exhausted because you don't have good fuel that day either. But, right. but if you are fueling right and you have a, a decent enough breakfast and we can talk about like, the specifics like where where you guys what you were eating for meals and and things like that but um yeah if you're not fueling then that is going to be your default you're going to feel tired after a day of work and like that shouldn't be (laughs) you know i think i think we have that mentality of like oh man work is is work and now i'm gonna relax because i've done my work but that's really when the day starts is you know you've done what you had to do to get paid and now you have to do what you got to do for yourself. Yeah, and that's that's huge. Yeah, and you'll you'll fill those fill those times with, like we used to do a lot of yoga. We did probably some meditation. Yeah, uh, Yin and, yoga, which is like a combination of yoga and meditation, and really good for uh, you know muscle repair, stretching. Mm. Mm-hmm. Check out Boho Beautiful, man. Boho Beautiful. <laughs> Boho Beautiful. Shout outs. <laughs> Shout outs to uh, Boho. So what's what's Boho doing? Is he doing Yin Yoga? It's uh, actually a woman. What and, is she doing? Uh, uh, she's doing beautiful yoga. <laughs> <laughs> she's good though. She's a great instructor, and um, she'll get you. She'll get you moving. She'll get, she'll get the blood flowing into that state. <laughs> <laughs> The flow state, yeah. yeah. Anywho, but so, but, <laughs> but like, but like we were talking, like Andy, you just did yoga this morning, and yeah. um, I love it. Like it's something that I'm. It's a it's a part of my weekly practice. Um, if I if I've worked out really hard and I need a rest day, it's usually a yoga day, and I'll try to do an hour and a half if I can. Um, I'm not perfect with it, but I know how great it is to to feel confident in the positions that you're doing. Um, just like a general thing about yoga classes. I know a lot of people are, are very intimidated by yoga classes because you show up, it it might be your first time, it might be your 10th time, and you may have had 10 different experiences going into it because of different teachers, different classes. Um, I just went to a core power yoga. It was hot yoga, 5.45 in the morning, but it was like class number two of a binding class that they were doing, and I was like, I'm not... I didn't. I wasn't here last week. I'm a drop in. Um, yeah. I guess I'm here, and they got their, and they've got straps and all this other like. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now we're gonna do um, uh, a twisted reverse p- birds of paradise with the strap, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's great, but I'm I want to flow. Yeah. And so and, and, and a lot of people want to flow. And you're looking around the room, and you're trying to follow yeah. what other people yeah. are doing. And I see so like you... that person is obviously like they can't even do the basic stuff. They just showed up today and they've never done yoga. And then there's me where I know the positions and the words, but I'm trying to follow my own flow and the class usually goes fast. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's like, okay, we've got an hour, hour 15, and we're going to try to fit in. I mean, some classes don't even do a warm up. Warm up is so so important mm-hmm. to before before a run, before a bike, before a swim, whatever. Yep. But even before yoga, you think yoga? Okay, I'm just sitting here, 
you still have to warm up. You still have to stretch. You still have to get your body used to, okay, this I'm going to demand from you today. Even if you're doing, you're doing squats and you're doing lunges and you're doing these other like positions, but like your body needs to be prepared for it. And I've noticed a lot of teachers will just jump right into it and be like, okay, class, this is what we're doing. And then you do it and you get a good sweat on and you afterwards you feel amazing no matter what because it's breathing and movement. Um, but then the shavasana at the very end is cut short too because it's like, oh, hey, I, I dropped a towel around everybody. All right, have a great class. And you're, you're trying to relax there and you're in this position. And like shavasana, there's something like there's something really important that happens after like the ninth minute of just laying there after yoga Mm -hmm. and you're just in this pose and it's like the most important pose and a lot of teachers skip over it because we have this time frame and there's another class that's about to come in and you've got to get to work and blah 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 all these other things about life takes away the whole reason you were there yeah you just gotta go to youtube.com my guys (laughs) (laughs) Go to YouTube.com and, and, and get name? those specialized practices that are going to target the areas you need to work on and not just get you good at yoga. Like, mm-hmm. it's about self care and you want to be specific to like what your body needs. So, yeah. YouTube.com. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You need to be. It's free. It's for, for it free. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's for free. It is. It's, I mean, the more of a plug for YouTube, it's. Like I was saying, the swimming videos are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, biking videos, uh, just talking about technique. Yeah. Again, it was for me, for Mitch, it, it was a new, everything was new. I mean, and, and we rushed it to get it done, mm-hmm. and which is kind of, I like that you're taking time because we rushed everything. We rushed how to learn how to swim, how to bike, how to, you know, uh, run, how to take care of your body, yoga nutrition I mean everything was done in such a short time mm-hmm. that you learn a ton but you don't really submerge into it as deep as you could you yeah know? so like when we talk about nutrition just going back to that you know I think we were starting to learn some things about nutrition I you know I've never been a really great eater um, I'm not you know you already know a lot about eating well mm. I think I definitely didn't. Um, and so, you know, could I've learned more if I were extending this, that journey over two years? I think so. And I think it would have been more transformative almost, you know, like you really would have become part of your life over that time. I think for us to jam it in, I'm just giving you this perspective because one related to nutrition, but two, that time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, there's something to be said about that time frame that I think you will come away with a deeper appreciation of everything involved in triathlon and healthy living and mental toughness and ultimately the Ironman. Yeah. You know, which the Ironman at that point becomes just a day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's an awesome day and you bring it all together and it's cool that you accomplish it. But it's it's like, you know... You got everything lined up. People go do it. They knock it out. Yeah. And they're fine. You know, it's just a great day. Yeah. Um, For us, it was a huge day. It was, (laughs) we were exhausted. We were wiped out. It was great that we did it. But I don't, maybe I'm, I don't know if you agree with that. Like, do you feel like we did a lot in a short amount of time? Yeah. We, um, we didn't have enough time, I feel. Well, I mean, maybe we did, but we didn't have 
enough time to uh, like fully research nutrition because it was just go, go, go all the time. And it goes back to the trust thing. Like, okay, this is working. I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's also one of the cool things about the Iron Man is like with self-improvement, it's there's no real goal at the end. Like you can improve yourself for infinity and like you never really know where to stop but with the iron man there's a clear definitive goal and you should just shoot for that and that is what keeps you um, and, and that sort of directs you in your journey mm-hmm. and because of uh, the limited time i think we didn't get as invested as we could have but um still made it yeah, yeah, still did it, and I mean, you can't take anything away. I'm just saying that, you know, we were definitely on a time frame, you know, to do this. Yeah, and I think in hindsight, a, a longer journey, and it could have been incorporated more into our just our lifestyle. You sure, know what I mean, I could be eating probably better. I know I could eat better than I'm eating today. Hmm. Um, you think it would have stuck with you longer? I think. I think. Yeah, I think we just. It was doing it to get it done, doing it to get to that race day, um, trying to learn as much as you can, and then, like you said, Mitch, you stick with kind of what's worked, which yeah. might have been, like for me, uh, yogurt and fruit and a bowl of cereal, which is like maybe the worst thing for somebody. It, was a it, lot it of would sugar. be for me, yeah, sugar was, and dairy. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty sugar and dairy, and then, but then, you know, you had... Uh, the eggs and that too, uh, but I I had probably way too much sugar, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and uh, but I, I I didn't know enough to know really. I just liked it. Yeah. <laughs> My body kind of functioned well. Yeah. With it, but um, I still you know I think I could be eating a lot better. I know I could be eating a lot. Yeah. Better. In the beginning, I had a app where I would like scan QR codes of food to like. And it would like track how much sugar, how much calcium, yeah, and, like right. all of that. <coughs> and like I didn't stick with it, but it definitely gave me insight into just how like easy it is to go overboard with sugar, mm. and how critical you really need to be when you're choosing what to eat during the day. Yeah, yeah. The way that I frame it is um, flavor. So there are things like flavor isn't necessary for fuel. You know, it's yeah. like you would if you had a gasoline and it was like, oh, with strawberry flavoring. <laughs> and you're like, it, that's not necessary for my car to run better, yeah. you know, but it's in there because it's in there. Yeah. Um, and so that's that flavoring, that extra sugar is added into so many processed things that you buy in the grocery stores or whatever. So like for me, I'm trying to go as whole as possible and like as local as I can so it's just like farmers markets regular you know eggs that are nearby whatever all that kind of stuff if I can do that I can do it Um, otherwise if I'm in a restaurant I am trying to eat like the most minimal like flavored stuff you know it's like okay give me eggs and bacon and that's it because the bacon's got enough salt in it and probably enough sugar in it anyway and then the eggs are just eggs and like I'm trying to like do that and then you know, you have natural sugars like fruits and things like that. Um, 
that that's what I try to incorporate into. Um, and it's easy to do when your body freaking needs it. Yeah. You know, like you <laughs> yeah. don't really care what it's gonna taste like. As long as yeah, yeah. And it, fe- it it almost feels better to eat something that's more fuel than flavor for me. And so, oh like, for sure. Yeah, I just I remember this one so- time I got a protein shake and it's just like a bland vanilla protein shake, but like. Oh my god! I got like the chills <laughs> just from like my body recognizing like the nutrients are there. Yeah, remember the one aesthetic. time after uh, it was a long day of I think we did all three. We bike, we swam, we biked, and we ran. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It was like a long day, <clears throat> and you and I ate at Five Guys. Oh <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> It was, yeah, you can eat so much. Yeah. You eat, you eat and eat and you don't gain any weight. It's pretty, I mean, that's awesome. Right. We didn't always eat the right stuff, but man, when you just splurge like that. Yeah, you earned it, you know. <laughs> oh, you earned it. It's a long day and you need it too. Oh, yeah. It's not It's not like how much, how many salads could you have eaten to get that feeling of goodness and nutrition back yeah. in your body? No, there's, sometimes there's nothing good like a burger or whatever. And, oh. Um, some of the ultra athletes that I've spoken to, they, I mean, they talk about nutrition being important and we'll talk about game day nutrition, but, um, they were saying like, and these are just ultra runners, people running 50, hundred milers that are saying, I eat a burger every week. Like I'm, I eat whatever I want and Mm -hmm. it's whatever makes your body feel good. And as long as you're running and it helps your mind and it helps your body work and it's not complete garbage then it's good enough, you know? Yeah. Um, I know for me, it's like I have this, uh, not perfectionist, but I just like, I want to know exactly um, where I could cut fat out, you know, not literal fat, but just like things that are unnecessary within the food or the the running or something like that. And um, that's kind of where I'm at now too, is just giving myself the allowance to say, yeah, you know, have condiments on a burger or something like that, where normally it's like, I don't need condiments because that's just flavor. Right. Yeah. It's like ketchup is just all salt and sugar. It it's is like, all. Well, just for the flavor. Yeah. It's like, well, I, now I have to work through past that, through that, because I put it on my burger. So now I don't. And like in, so like I've got this giant salad that I'll do spinach for iron and fiber, hummus because chickpeas, um, omegas, uh, proteins are good, hemp seeds, beets. Uh, and then a meat, like a beef or a chicken or something like that. And then I'll do the beet juice on top of it as the, the dressing and then throw a bunch of nuts on it. And it's nice. just all, and it feels so good. Yeah, <laughs> You're just like, your body's power. like, yes, oh, this is great. Yeah, and it definitely salad. helps with like hunger throughout the day. And like when you're eating salads like that, like you, you never have like that, like desperate hunger. Right. And, like, that desperate hunger is going to make you, cause you to make bad decisions Yeah. about nutrition. And I feel like with nutrition, there's not a lot that you can do to make you feel better, but there's so many things that you can do to make you feel worse right. and bad. And trial and error through that lens is going to really help anybody training. Yeah. Just like, oh, I felt like shit today. Well, what did I eat mm-hmm. leading up to that? Yeah. yeah, and even the days leading up to it. You know, it could be I ate something terrible yesterday, but I still f- feel like it's weighing me down or slowing me down today. Oh, yeah. Leading up to the, that's a whole conversation itself. And yeah. <clears throat> tapering and prepping for all that. But, yeah, I mean, 
you you know you won't have that salad you can't have that salad on the track you right. you can't have that burger or whatever it is i mean it's it's very compact yeah um you know you have every resource on the day of the race it, it, i mean you really if you've trained it's actually should be your easiest day yeah <laughs> people will say because you'll never have as many water stations with so many resources right there mm-hmm. and you're not going to go you know you're not going to starve you're not going to run out of water <laughs> yeah you're going to have every resource possible so it's just a matter then of doing it right yeah and doing what's right uh, for you and following your plan everything I mean you should have we had to build a plan as part of our team for race day that included get you know, the alarm's going to go off at 3.30 here's what I'm going to eat in the morning <clears throat> here's where my bag I'm going to take my bags and you know just everything's laid out and then the nutrition of course is laid out so you you know 30 minutes in I know I've got to be drinking you know yeah. and you got to like be watching your watch to not just look at your times but just reminding mm-hmm. fuel up I got a drink because you'll you can get to a point where you feel like you're not needing it yeah like I'm not thirsty I'm not you know hungry I don't need anything right now and that's where it all falls apart that's mine <laughs> that's the mind you yeah know, it's like oh you're 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 okay you don't yeah. need it it might weigh you down don't stop at this aid station yeah or whatever yeah you know and it's like there are so many other things but like having that mental toughness like I've been here before I've had to train my mind to you know to do the right thing you know it's going to talk all at once but you still have to be able to step in front of it and say Mm -hmm. no it has been an hour I need to take this this goo or this uh, you know this water or whatever it happens to be and so like let's get into race day you know you you got to have a plan and this is like really the big thing for me is um, the Ironman requires so many different uh, good life qualities for you to, to participate in. It requires dedication and discipline, planning for the future, um, looking out for yourself, mental and physical. So it's like all encompassing and you have to be on top of your game on all of those because if your nutrition is off, everything else is off. If your physical is off, everything else is off. If your mental is off, everything else mm-hmm. is like It's a holistic system. And so you show up to race day, you've got your plan, you've completely physically worked through everything you're thinking it's going to be your easiest day but there's still one more hurdle that you have to get over it's like the nutrition and the fuel for that day in those moments for those hours um what did you guys do to plan um what did you eat in the morning where were your stops what what did you have in your bags like what was your go-to for fuel yeah it's um one of the things that you get um when you're on Ironman is you get a, uh, a couple of bags that are out on the track waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two of them. There's one during the bike and then one during the run. And you can, you, I think you're told, I don't know if you remember this, Mitch, or not, but I think you're, you have a certain place where those bags will be, like at mile 13 in the run. Mm-hmm. You'll have this bag that you can fill with anything you want. Yeah. And people will put in crazy stuff. You hear all these crazy stories about Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Twinkies, yeah, right? Something like a, a frozen burger. Like they, it was frozen in the morning, and by the time you know they get to it in, on the bike, it's gonna be good enough to eat. Yeah, you know, just 
crazy <laughs> stuff. So we uh, we built those bags out, and um, I know I, I did the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, mm-hmm. um, probably uh, some sort of a bar, um, Cliff Bars. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of yummy stuff, and then there's, you know, this, the goos are <laughs> awful. Yeah. And it's just like... Just learn to hate those. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a goo or any any of the, uh, like the chews or anything like that. Yeah. The, oh, I forget. Stinger is one of the brands. Sting, yeah. Stinger's um, makes a really good cookie. Yeah. <laughs> that are delicious. Okay. And um, and a lot of stingers. Those are yummy. Mm-hmm. So we had those in the bag. Uh, nuts. Um, little bite size uh, turkey bites. Yeah. Uh, people will. Uh, Use a lot of um, not raw hide, but um, beef jerky. Beef jerky, yeah. Um, <clears throat> salt is uh, huge. Salt's huge. Well, that'll prevent you from cramping, right? Oh yeah. And it's you're as you're sweating, your electrolytes, your salt, everything is coming out of you. So you got to put it back in. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um, yeah. pickle juice. Um, it's yeah, huge for cramping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People swear by and pickle vinegar. juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, on the on, in Madison, I'm sure they do this in other places. <laughs> Man, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They um, uh, will put this uh, chicken broth, and it's usually in the runs, so it's like later in the night and it's getting cold. Yeah, and they have this like chicken broth, and it's oh, the best. That sounds it's, so good. Oh yeah, it's so it's so needed and. I think it just comes at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, do you remember what you put in your bag, Mitch? I think I had uh, bananas, Muscle Milk Pro Series, <laughs> um, some stimulants. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I I just remember the banana and the Muscle Milk. Yeah, the important yeah. stuff. Bananas are big. Yeah. So. A little salt uh, thing that you can just, you know, just you dip it on your thumb. Oh, yeah. So if you're riding your bike, you can take it out of your little bag and uh, just you just kind of tilt it on your tongue, yeah. or on your thumb, rather, and then look okay. it off. Because hyponatremia is a real thing, man. Yeah. I went down one time. Wait, what is, wait, what is that? Hyponatremia is you're below your salt levels. Okay. So you can be, like, drinking water during a really intense training session and um, I think you're doing enough for your body, but you're actually like running out of salt, and eventually your neurons are not able to fire because there's not those ions there, like mm. sodium and potassium. And um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I wasn't able to like form thoughts correctly in my head, that like sentences. Yeah, that uh, was the day that you bunked. Yeah, like bunked that you out. suffered from. And I th- yeah, I thought I just needed water and. That, my dad went to the gas station, got me this big thing of water, and I tried to drink it, and it was like, I cannot drink this right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm. And then later I found out it was because I was drinking too much water, sweating too much, and not yeah. getting enough of that salt. Uh, yep. Salt is key. Yes. I, yeah, that was a bad day. Right. Yeah, dad had to, to ditch me. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I did. I went ahead. I go. It was like, where, everyone's like, where's Mitch? I'm like, you know? He wasn't too far behind me, and I, I started freaking out. And uh, did I go back looking for you? And then I don't know. You showed up, but you were yeah. like out of it. Yeah, I should have stayed. It was only He's like strong. a mile away. Yeah, I yeah. didn't did leave you out of the 
middle of nowhere. But right, yeah, you uh, definitely were struggling. Yeah. And uh, so salt is huge. Got to yep. watch the salt, and you can't dilute yourself with too much water. Um, and uh, you know, so the bike is a is a carrying. You got to have your space for your fuel on the bike. Yeah, and. There's no need to uh, overthink that. There's plenty of space yeah. on the bike. And then when you're out there, you got plenty of water stations. I mean, the day of the race, like I said, you're never going to go hungry. Sure. And you're never going to run out of water. Yeah. Uh, but when you're training with your team or if you're by yourself, um, which is dangerous, you know, because you, you really want to be with people. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about being on a team is that you, if they know they're, if they're good, is they set up the whole day of, you know, if you're going to do a 50-mile bike ride, you got to really know the route, and it's got to be a safe route, and then you got to have the water on the course, and then you need um, um, the SAG group, you know, which is the, the, the car that's out on the trail with you. Yeah. Should you have a blowout or if you crash, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have this uh, some means of having someone come and get you because 50 miles out on a... In the country, where you're safe riding a bike, right? Um, and this will be a big thing for you to figure out: is in the Detroit area, where do you go and safely ride a bike? Yeah. See, like I said, in Madison, drive. It's, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be Hines Drive like all day. Yeah, that's <laughs> up the, and down. Yeah, my grandma lives at the end of Hines Drive, so I'm planning on biking as far from Dearborn all the way to wherever yeah. I can go, and then back. There's always going to be cars and runners and people going back and forth on there. Yeah. 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 But you'll want to, yeah, you'll want to find these safe places. And you might find that you, who knows, maybe you're driving out from in the country a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I bet you'll find that there's courses. You'll you'll find like Ironman training courses. I bet you there's a site. I bet you there's something online that you can find yeah. that people use to train mm-hmm. that'll have the hills. Right. You know, because you don't want to just go flat no i need hills <laughs> especially being from boulder like oh, that's yeah. i already miss running and biking well yeah. I, I didn't bike there but like just having vert and um at the elevation was crazy oh yeah wow out there. yeah so people running the boulder ironman are doing the same thing same distance a mile high or more. Their calves are probably freaking huge. Oh, it's a shame. No, it, it's crazy because that's just the people that you run into when, oh, I need to go to play it again sports and I'm going to look for a new water bottle holder or something. Or I'm at REI and there's just superhumans walking around because that's all they do. They're running mountains or they're whatever. And yeah. wow, I mean, the... Um, I'm going to feel awesome in Michigan when I start training there because it's like if I can run five miles at altitude with all the health problems that I have, Michigan's going to be plenty easy. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, but yeah, you'll want to, you'll want to find some safe, uh, routes and, and so on, but you'll have plenty back to the whole fuel thing. I mean, you'll have plenty on the track. You just got to figure out what works and then you got to have a plan and then you got to stick to the plan. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a combination of, from what I saw was the liquids, the goos, the um, the nuts, the hard, you know, the hard foods, which is usually nuts, uh, some sort of a bite thing. Um, Cliff uh, bar. 
Cliff bars, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's peanut butter jelly sandwiches, those kinds of. It's it's like it can't be that wide of a variety. You know what I mean? It's got to work for you. So I guess it could be anything, mm-hmm. but your plan's gonna have to narrow down eventually. Right. And then you're gonna build your bags out for the two that you get on the track. You're gonna have your bike stocked up, and then on the run, you're gonna have a maybe a personal stash or something, but you really don't need it. Because mm. the stations have everything. Yeah. <laughs> They've got yeah. all the goos and... Well, I shouldn't say everything. They don't necessarily have uh, some of like the, the Stinger bars and right. and that, but they'll have plenty of the goos and then they'll probably do a, a broth, a chicken broth kind of a thing. Yeah, bone uh, broth. Anything else? What else was on the track that was the run that you could use? Uh, Pepsi or Coca Cola? Coca Cola, yeah. So really? That, yeah. So what did they and a, Red Bull? Oh God, they did have yeah. And Hot Shot, which is hot like an anti cramping thing. That's you're right. Freaking is crazy. Oh yeah. yeah like, you, like leg stretch cramping up. You take some of this Hot Shot, which is like spicy, weird, like five hour energy looking shot thing, and it just goes away. Whoa. And I was like, what did I just put in my body? <laughs> that, was the, that was a huge... I forgot about that. That was a big risk. Mitch, you get desperate after, you know, when you're out there, and I'm, like, hurting, and I, and I took a lot. I did I, ibuprofens. Sure. For sure, I had those. Um, but uh, Mitch does this hot shot, mm-hmm. and it's literally like a five-hour energy, but it's spicy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's super spicy. Really spicy. I'll look and up and see what's in. Do you know what was it like? Good ingredients? Was it like ginger and cinnamon and cayenne <laughs> pepper no or idea. something? Or, okay. I think it was good. I think it was. Uh, I don't think it was crazy. Uh, I think it was. People do it. It's a thing. It's a. It's definitely something you do to prevent cramping. Okay. Um, and I think it's healthy. I don't think it's a weird thing to do. It's not like a Red Bull. Yeah, it's not like a Red Bull or a Five Hour Energy. Yeah. But it just it looks like it comes in that same kind of. Container. Okay. Yeah. You shoot it down. And it worked like immediately Mitch was, for you. Mitch was talking. I'm like, Dad, you got to do it. It's, it's awesome. Come on, like, man. Yeah, everybody's doing it. And I'm like, I That's what you said about meth. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You thought that was a good, good idea. Yeah, shit. So I did it, and it was, oh my God, it was super spicy. Mm. And I don't know if it helped me or not. I don't know if it was the, good, the right call for me. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty gutsy thing because, in hindsight, that could have totally, if it just I didn't agree or. It's just one of the things you don't do. Like, right. Don't, don't do change it a up. crazy thing like a shot of like this spicy fireball. <laughs> fireball uh, on the day of the race, you know. Yeah, thirteen miles into the last leg of the run. Yeah, and I did. Uh. <laughs> I said, right. I don't know if it helped. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> Everything was just going downhill, so I don't know if it really mattered at that point. <laughs> and that's the thing that shocked me so much. Like we were talking about, you know, oh, I eat burgers all the time, or or whatever. Hearing about Coca Cola and Red Bull, I think these people must be so on top of their diet regimen, all of that other kind of stuff. What is Coca Cola doing? in these people's bags i've seen it and i'm like that's crazy but it is the condensed like pure sugar pure caffeine if you're if you don't if you don't drink that on a regular basis it becomes this super fuel not good fuel but it's like that nitro that turbo where you're like get you get you through and yeah yeah. it'll push and then you never have to drink it again but like i see it on race day often because 
it is just there's so much sugar in there yeah. that you can actually run off of it in, yeah. in a time of need. But so. you can also burn out on it too, and that's like the double-edged sword of it is like it's that nitro, but like only for a certain point, and then it becomes this poison, yeah, and mm-hmm. cause you to cramp. Yeah, because there's burnout. Dehydrating. Totally. So many bad things. Totally, and that's how. <clears throat> and it's everywhere. It's at every single station. Like, okay, one more Red Bull, one more Red Bull, and then you never finish or like <laughs> have to get pulled out or something. Yeah. The walk Did you do a Red Bull? I don't remember. Doing a I think I did like one of them, and I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> what am I doing? This is not helping." Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. I'm just fucking tweaking, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to do that because you don't. There's there's a come up, but then with every come up, there's a come down too. Yeah. So if you if your body is trying to regulate, oh, I'm coming down. I need another Red Bull. I need another Coca Cola, and then you just start vibing between this. Uh, when am I going to drop? When am I going to drop? I'm yeah. just trying to catch myself. Um, damn. Yeah. So it, having a good bag with, with that kind of stuff is, and I know there's, there's so many products out there that you can, I mean, there's ultimate cookies that have all the, yeah. the protein and the sugars <clears throat> and the calories that you need because you're burning so much. Like you could have a 400 calorie cookie and that's gone in a half hour. Yeah. You just burned it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You don't feel guilty about it at all, but like, here it is. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about bikes real quick. I know, yeah. I know a bike is super important. That's like the one giant investment that you have to make. Um, so here I am, I'm naive and broke. So I want to, <laughs> I want to make a good decision for what my training, what my try experience will be like and then how I'm going to use it afterwards so thinking since I'm not worried about my pace or time or anything like that I was going to buy a gravel bike and put road tires on it for the Ironman and I was told that that's okay to do Um, you can have two sets of tires same size for the same bike Um, the reason that I bring that up is because um in Michigan, they have this coast-to-coast bike race that I want to do, 213 miles from Lake Huron all the way across the Knuckles to, and I'm holding up the map of Michigan for our other <laughs> Michiganders out there, from from knuckle on the pointer finger to the pinky finger, 213 miles. So you do sunrise over here and then sunset at Lake Michigan. Nice. And if you can do that, you know, in the 12 or whatever, however long period it is, um, you can you can actually follow the sun all the way across. And it's really cool. Um, so I want to do that, but it's all gravel in one track. Um, there's also another 100-mile race that I want to do that's out there. So, like, I don't want to have to buy two bikes. Um, but what was your... The, the preface to that is, have you used your bike for anything else besides just training and just doing the triathlon? Would you have changed your bike choice or what brought you to the bike that you yeah. purchased? <laughs> That's great. I mean, the bike topic is so huge, um, <clears throat> and it is really, really important because that is where everything we made are broken on the bike, in my opinion. Okay. Um, you'll learn to swim, <clears throat> and you'll find that swim is the easiest part of the race, 
Uh, running, you know how to run. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's what you do in between the swim and the run, in my opinion, which is the bike. Well, and I think it also <clears> comes <throat> down to the course. You know, you want to know what kind of course you're going into with the bike. In mm-hmm. Wisconsin, we're out in the driftless area, and there's a lot of topography, and it's like one of the most technical courses, they say, for the bike. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uphill, so we definitely wanted to have lighter bikes, and that definitely was at the forefront of our mind. But for the Michigan course, I have no idea what that's like, so that might be something to... To look into. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I want to get the most bang for my buck. You know, the, the bike that I'm looking at is five grand, and so I'm like, if this is my investment, then let it be i'll take a loan out for it but i want to be able to use it before the race for training during the race if i can yeah. and then afterwards for trail rides or or whatever i'll be doing all the time is, is the bike your, is, so is it a road bike it's a or, gravel bike it's a gravel bike so it's got it doesn't have the the handlebars that allow you to get into arrow i or, can yeah it'll have the straight <clears throat> bars okay yeah and uh so there's this whole, you probably heard, of, you know, getting into arrow or the arrow uh, position, position mm-hmm. and, and setup. Yeah. Um, I would strive to get a bike that enabled you to do that and okay. really get good and comfortable in that position. Mm-hmm. We never, we had road bikes. Um, I had a track. Mitch had a track. Um, his was aluminum. Um with a carbon fiber fork. Okay. I had a, a track that was all carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was lighter than Mitch's, but not, I mean, it wasn't huge difference, but it, it, a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, and that may give you another minute <clears throat> or two on your Yeah, time. I mean, it might, it's, it, yeah. And it, it wasn't that big of a difference, but the price point jumped huge. Mm-hmm. Five grand on a bike sounds like a lot to me, to be honest. Do, does it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I people do it. I got mine it. for 900. Yep. Okay. And I like was a thousand after the shoes and helmet. Yeah. And okay. Stuff. Wow. But uh, yeah, I mean that was in mine. I paid. And I still use it too. Okay. To like get back and forth. And okay. That's cool. Yeah, and I paid like thirty six hundred bucks for mine. Um, okay. And it was adequate. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it needed to. Uh, I th- I think that just sounds like a lot. Okay. Um, people can you can spend ten thousand dollars plus on a bike. It's it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Well, that, I I started seeing those price points. I was like, that's way out of my range. Let yeah. me dial it back. And you can be you might be surprised uh, again going online, Craigslist. There's a Iron Man. Um, God, it was like a I, people who've done Iron Man and they want to you know sell their stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Wetsuits, mm. bikes. Shoot, I mean everything. Okay. Um, because they're, either they every year they get new stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> or they're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you could save a lot of money. <clears throat> you shouldn't. Don't go hog wild on the, on the bike. I think you, you could get something for a grand. Okay. And I think you'd be happy with it. I would try to. I try to learn how to do arrow. Um, if you're really gonna get into biking. Mm-hmm is really get comfortable in that formation and understanding how to do it and get really good at the bike. Yeah. I mean, it's, you could invest in a swimming coach for, you know, whatever, five weeks, six weeks or something or join, you know, but the biking part, if you could get in with a biking team, like someone that just specializes in biking yeah, and, and save the money on the bike, the expensive bike, 
to invest maybe in the coaching, um, the spinning class, the all the training, okay. the facility maybe, just because you got to do a lot of biking. Okay. And you can get a trainer and put it in front of your TV at home and watch movies, and that's a good way to go. Yeah. And did you do that? Um, we went to the gym a lot and okay. used uh, uh, the bikes at the gym. We didn't train as hard on the bike as we should have. That was one of those things that, for me anyway, okay. that <clears throat> we got in late with the team on the bike. We missed the whole winter sessions of inside training mm-hmm. and really joined up with the team in like March and April. For the outdoor. For the outdoor. And then it was just, it was probably too late and it was just kind of like <clears throat> building up endurance and stuff and not learning the skill. Yeah. But I would invest less on a bike, more into training and getting in with a good group. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would go road bike. And then there's way you can change out some of these road bikes now. Um, they are going with disc brakes, hmm. so it's allowing for more space in the in the forks and without um, having to have the pads. Okay. So now you can change out your tires, um. and you can go on a road bike with like a, a tire that's meant for gravel. I see. And it's got the width now because there's disc brakes. I'll look into that. So look into disc brakes. Cool. Uh, carbon's all, you know, they talk about it's more comfortable, it's lighter weight versus mm-hmm. aluminum. Yeah. It might be <clears throat> a little marketing, a little hype on that. I mean, unless you're really, like I said, if you're really hardcore and you're yeah. trying to buy speed. Right. And you're trying to, you can buy speed on a bike. Yeah. Well, if this is your fifth Iron Man and you want to cut 15 minutes off your time, the bike could do that for you exactly yeah it's it definitely to, to could make that upgrade but yeah. like i was saying i'm running my race it's just me and myself out there and i want to use this bike i mean eventually i want to use a bike to um bike pack like this has nothing to do with iron man but like you know you would go into the woods rather than hiking or something like that or, oh, or driving in yeah yeah so i want to like i want a bike that could have my tent hammock you know whatever right some some rations and then bike in 10 15 20 miles deep into the woods on a trail and get to where you know it's a cool place to just yeah. hammock and sleep for the night and then keep going on the bike you know pack up the next day everything's in the triangle in between and <laughs> you've got some under the handlebars and maybe a trailer behind you if you need it or whatever but just like Something that you can like. Park, That's probably park. a whole different. It's a completely yeah. different thing. You gotta yeah. sell your tri bike to get that. And thing. that's what I'm thinking is like. That's what I'm trying to practice here. Yeah. Is like, okay, well, I know I'm going to be do that, doing that for a long time, and I don't want to have to buy two bikes. But I'm like, could I race a tri on a gravel bike that I could use as a pack bike? You know. Yeah. So I'll I'll be doing more research and looking into that. But I just find that, um, you know, if if I'm just running my race and I'm not trying to to cut a whole bunch of stuff, I might as well get the bike that I want, throw the tires on for the road, and then move on. But I'm, yeah. just, I'm just you might talking out loud. I don't even know. Yeah, it's good to you know, um, try to find a good bike place, you know, and you know, yeah. shop around, find a like, really good dude. And there's a lot of them. These, you know, sometimes the box stores, like uh, Eric Eric's. Uh, bike shop that's a big box store and they're not bad but you know you go to like a independently owned bike store that 
the guy's passionate about bike riding yeah. and he can size you up for it and stuff. Those guys are good. Pick yeah. their brains and they'll steer you right. Okay, cool. With what you want to do. But if I would say five grand's like a lot. That's more. expensive. You okay. got to save money for your wetsuit. Right. You got to say, you know, you want to get a good pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you'll spend a lot of money. Yeah. And Ironman's 800 bucks. Just to register, if not yeah. a thousand by the time you do Yeah, it, it depends on what, what tier you get in. You know, yeah. you got to get in as soon as they open it up to make it cheaper. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, I'm, I, it's not the money thing. Like, I, this is something that money won't prevent me from doing. Yeah. You know, and I think the most important purchase we made was joining the team, though. Yeah. Yeah. The endurance house, being a part of that. Like, yep. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, and they did, and that took away all that stress and like that right. it was really priceless. Yeah, because yeah. you're not alone. You've got, I yeah. mean, you've got all the experience that you need around you. The 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 brainchild, the cloud brain of people who get to, they still enjoy training. They are going to be doing Ironmans and other things yeah. in the future, and, and it's all a lot that easier to like let go of that fear of am I doing enough? Is this the right thing? When you're like enrolled in a program that's you know proven to produce successful triathletes, so. yeah, yeah, Very you, cool. you can learn a lot and avoid a lot of mistakes, and yeah, yeah. I would say I would definitely invest in a team. Um, I would focus on something specially, you know, for the bike. If the team is, you know, a bike <clears throat> team that also has a lot of triathletes on it, you know, maybe you'll get the same thing. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, invest in the bike, man. Not not the cost of the bike, but the skill of riding a bike. Yeah. Or And how in tune that you can be with your bike. You know, you want it fitted properly. Yep. You want your, like... They have all monitors of, and stuff that gives you like RPM readouts, power, wattage. wattage. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you guys get in, into that at all? Uh, like, <clears throat> I spent <laughs> power meters. I didn't. Uh, that was like that part of the training that we kind of missed out on. Okay. Because a lot of that is the inside training that you do for the bike mm-hmm. and setting yourself up on the trainers and again buy a trainer. Off Craigslist or something, yeah. Because you'll spend a shit ton at a store, but people are getting rid of trainers all the time. Yeah, and that, and, and that was one thing I saw a trainer. It was like a three wheel trainer. There's no, it's just purely mechanical. There's no like USB or Bluetooth that connects to something. It's really just you put your bike on. You have to balance. It doesn't hold you up, and you have to do every stride. And like, oh. there's no readout, but it'll allow you to bike indoors, keep your balance, keep your position, and really, and you just roll. Yeah, and you gotta like, it and it's cheap. Yeah, like a hundred, two hundred bucks, if if any. Yeah. Um, but then I was also thinking about you know the the fancy trainers where you can hook up to, you know the I forget the name of it. The there's like a video game version of. Oh, I bet. Of yeah. things where you like you start riding and everybody else from <laughs> around the world is riding the same track. Yeah. It'll, it'll make it more difficult <clears throat> as you get up a hill and, and rock back and forth and things like yeah. that. There's a, um, yeah, you can spend a lot you, of money. Yeah, you can. But it's, you know, making it entertaining is important because it's a, you know. It's too, a grind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sitting inside a house, sweating your ass off, riding a bike and by yourself... You know, do something. Put that TV in front of yeah. you, man. Have like Netflix. Watch Westworld all over again. Yeah, right. Watch yeah. Breaking Bad or something. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Watch the whole thing because you'll 
it's you need like something to mix you need it something up. <laughs> yeah and you don't feel too guilty you know that's the other thing is like i don't watch television but i would on a trainer in a yeah. house you yeah know? um so that's really cool yeah you can totally uh, learn something do whatever you want i mean it's but you're gonna have a lot of time mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of time to yeah get in your head and that's where that that mental meditation like just knowing that there's a dark place that you got to get to inside and it there's a lot of depth there's a lot of time by yourself there's a lot of processing there's a lot of stuff that comes up that has nothing to do with the iron man has nothing to do with training but it's things that you need to you need to do to process through um to feel confident going into a race like that or into the rest of your life. You know, it's something that you have to bring up and, and show your mind and show your body the extents to which, you know, your meditation will go, your physical body will go, your, your inward, your flow, all of that other stuff. It's like, you don't really know what it is until you experience it. And then it's hard to describe once you've been in it. Um, and so I, I'm, that's where I want to be. I want to know what those things feel like because I've never felt any of that stuff before. Yeah. So that's that's super cool. Um, yeah. We've we've been at it an hour and a half, so I think that's pretty good. Whoa. Um, last question: Will you ever do it again? Will you do a half? <laughs> Will you do anything? Now that you've reached the the place. I just skateboard now. <laughs> <laughs> you found it's your... a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to do do why it's yeah. all about skateboarding. But but you but you need and you use a lot of the muscles and a lot of the things that you've trained with in skateboarding. Yeah, it's, yeah. it goes back to like I really enjoy using my body and trying to do it in a very delicate and powerful way, where I feel like in control of myself and um, I, like triathlons are great for that because it's you know concentrated efforts for long times but uh i ultimately got bored with um it because you are doing the same thing over and over again (laughs) but um i i did love the you know just feeling of aliveness that came with it while i was training and just like the goal-oriented nature that sort of manifests while you are training for that and um I, I just now exercise at a much more uh, casual level, mm-hmm. but I do remember the importance of uh, maintaining physical health and how that can proliferate into, you know, different areas, whether it's emotional or, you know, your work life everywhere. It's important to uh, make sure you are using your body and not getting sedentary. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just sad. I think for me, <clears throat> I'd want to learn. Before I would do it again, I'd have to learn the bike. Hmm. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I'd, I'd, I would rather invest figuring out how to ride a bike. And I don't know if I have that passion to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if Do I really want to get good at riding a bike? And I, I think I need to come to grips with that first. Because mm-hmm. if I could bike and take some serious time off of that um it would be cool i think it would be it would be worth to try to you know go and do it again and you know see if you could really take some time off and just reinvest in that health like everything mitch was just talking about all those benefits Mm -hmm. to realize those again and really be in peak shape would be awesome yeah but not if it 
if I still struggle with a bike. Okay. Because it was just, it's not fun. It's not, you know, it's just like it's doing a sport that you're not good at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just pushing yourself to try to, you know, find your why. And, you know, you kind of done those things already the first time we did it. Yeah. That if those were the same things, I don't know if they'd be motivating enough. If it was on the other hand, God, I got really good at the bike and I'm enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do the whole thing again? You yeah. Know, I, I think that's what I got to do. Okay. Um, Are you interested in doing that? I, I don't know. That's a, I just, the bike, I've not yet figured out. I've gone on the bike a few times, even this summer, and it was like, got to the end, I'm like, kind of glad I'm off this bike. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, and that's not good because you got to be a good bike biker to mm-hmm. be a good uh, triathlon. Yeah, you know, triathlete, um, and um, I need to come to peace with the bike. Yeah, yeah, because it, it is the, a machine in itself that you have to. I mean, it, your body's a machine, and you. It's if you're not if you're not pushing it right, you're not pedaling right, you're not in the right position, and you know all that other kind of stuff. Your ass hurts. Like you're just like on this thing, and it's like to take a break on a bike is almost a no-go. You know, you've got so much forward mm-hmm. momentum that you're like, I'm just grinding, pushing, pushing, pushing. Right. And it's like on a, on a run, you can kind of like slow your pace down or you can kind of like, you know, stop and check back in and then get your pace going again. But like on a bike, it just, I don't know if that really works. So yeah. your, your confidence on, I mean, your confidence in all three has to be at the top. There was sure. times on the bike where the hill was almost the part of the bike I loved the most. You know, uh, getting to the top of it and just that grind and like pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. But get me out on the flats yeah. where I just see nothing but miles ahead of pavement. Yeah. And the wind in your the ears. The wind in your ears. Yeah, through yeah. your helmet. That oh. just, that was, that was tough. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. some people, like, they just, they can get down an arrow and they're just... Flying, or they make it look so easy. Yeah, I never felt like the bike was ever easy. Mm. And you know, getting up a hill and not having to stop, you know, was like that's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> and that felt great. And Madison does have some some major hills, and it uh, they're awesome when you beat them and you get to the top. But yeah, those long flats were just brutal. Yeah. So I gotta, you know, I, it's, that's a part of it. I miss swimming. I'd like to learn. It, like I said, we really rushed through it. Um, I'm, I think you do take time. I don't. I think that uh, to try to jam it all in too soon, you miss out on learning the right discipline and the techniques that will extend your experience with it yeah. longer than the event. Okay. And we kind of trained for the event and didn't necessarily think the longer term of hmm. how do you really change your lifestyle? How do you become a cyclist and... How do you uh, swim all the time because you're really smooth and good and it's healthy for your body? Yeah. You know, I'm cranking my shoulder and my technique sucks. And, yeah. You know, how do you eat for the rest of your life healthy, mm-hmm. not just eat healthy right now for that event? Yeah. So, anyway, that's, uh, I think it's, I'd like to get good. I'd like to just be good at these things rather than do the Ironman. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, I don't want it to be a one and done. You know, I want yeah. 
I think like I'm gonna get to the seventy point three level and then I'll do a full Ironman at some point. I might end up doing, you know, a seventy point three next year and then a year after that doing the full Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um or whatever it turns out to be. Yeah. You know, you kinda know as as time comes through. Um, but then I've got even bigger goals than that. Um, like the Leadville 100 I was telling you about, yeah. that is the pinnacle of the, like when I, when I was there, I was emotional. And then when I watch videos, I'm emotional and I can visualize cause visualization for me is a big thing. Mm-hmm. If I can visualize myself crossing the finish line, getting the medal, getting a belt buckle, um, and you know, that emotional release when everything is done and you're just like, Oh man. Like I did it. Uh, that is going to be like the pinnacle of <laughs> yeah. of the things. And then what's crazy is I was at the Leadville 100 and they were giving out the awards for people who have done it 10 times. And so oh they, they, it's like the 10,000 mile <clears throat> belt and it's this big and it's like ridiculous. Yeah. But it's just people can do it. Yeah. Like, but achieving that's ridiculous. Achieving is crazy. But possible. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like we were saying, it's like, oh, in the winter time, you see this person running by and you're like, what are they doing? They're crazy. Well, when you get it and you, and you can see what, what their goal was, like who in their right mind, they're not in their right mind to, to want to run a hundred miles or a hundred miles in the mountains on trails or a hundred mountains in the mountains hundred miles in the mountains at elevation, like all of those things just compound onto how difficult it is. Right. So running hundred miles at sea level flat is not the same. And like you were saying on the bike, sometimes you just want to climb that hill. You know, it's got to be a little different. There's a push, there's something else going on. Um, that is to me, like the point is like running up and down those mountains will not be so terrible once you know i've got an iron man under my belt i've got 100 miles under my belt and then now i've got 100 miles in the mountains at elevation under my belt after that's done what is anything difficult in the rest of your life you know yeah. after you start doing these things like as you're training you were talking about um i got up in the morning i swam 2 miles at sunrise and then i went to work and you feel like you can achieve anything. Yeah. What is work that day? When like, right. if, if somebody's in the next cubicle and they're like, oh man, I, my, I gotta go pick up my kid now or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but you didn't swim two miles in the freezing open water this morning at sunrise. Right. And you're thinking that in your head. And so you're not gonna complain. You're not gonna feel so bogged down by life yeah. when you've done these things. And for me living in Boulder, I was like, those mountains have been there for six million years. And they've been, you know, 14,000 feet tall or whatever. And it's been the same forever. But people have been able to run over them and make them smaller to that person. Like that mountain that was out there is now smaller because it was under your feet and behind you at some point. That's pretty cool. It's a really cool experience. and, And just being invigorated with the people that are out there, the culture, the, the challenges, the strength that's involved, the mental capacity, um, the empty or the inexhaustible fuel tank that you have inside of you. You know, we're talking about nutrition. As long as you like feed your body well enough, it can carry you. And it does. It carries you your whole life. It can carry you all the way to the end. But it's the scariest thing yeah. because, first of all, you don't know because you've never done it before. Second of all, there's potential for injury. And third of all, doing something really difficult 
is just scary in itself. So yep. like adding all of those things together and then getting it underneath you and behind you is really I mean it's inspiring but it's more than I mean it's more than just motivation because motivation is I'm going to get up and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to run and then you realize it's cold and then you're like ah oh, maybe I won't go out. So you were motivated but you weren't actually motivated because you didn't go out and run in the winter. Mm-hmm. So that's what motivation is. And then you got to find the thing that why, what is that thing that's going to push you? What are the goals and why do you have those goals? Why do I want to run a 100 mile mountain race eventually in my life? Um, because I know that there's greater things. Well, there's going to be more difficult things that are going to come to me in my life than running that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just, in the same reason, you know, I don't want to complain about having to pick up my kid in the cubicle next door. I, anything that happens, death, illness, whatever that might come your way. I feel like once you've achieved those great things for yourself, you've put yourself in a better physical, mental, emotional position to handle whatever life is going to throw at you. And it's daunting and scary and hard to talk about, but like life isn't easy. So like just prepare yourself for it and if you're able to and you have all of these excuses and you're not going to do it that's one thing but i i'm not going to use those excuses anymore so yeah, yeah. That's I, awesome. you guys inspired me i mean like we re- went running on sanibel together when you guys were training i couldn't keep up you know you guys went all the way to the lighthouse and back and i stopped halfway and that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lost that. your yeah, uh, lost ID. My, yeah i lost my freaking id and uh, thank god that couple found it well that's cool i'm glad uh you know if we were any sort of part in your journey that's pretty cool yeah and uh yeah good luck i you'll enjoy it and uh, it sounds like you have your why, mm-hmm. and now it's just it's the tweaks. It's the, you know, that's the big part. Yeah, I have that why, and everything just kind of falls in place. Mm-hmm. From there, it's just talking to people. Yeah, learning, you know, avoiding some mistakes, uh, getting your plan in place, have your equipment dialed in, and you'll do great. Mm-hmm. It'll be awesome. We're capable. We can do it. Oh yeah. Thanks, guys. This yeah. is this has been awesome. Hour forty three, not bad, huh? Yeah. Was, <laughs> was someone tuned in that long? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like the almost the exact mileage of the Iron Man, one forty dot three, or isn't it? <laughs> so, isn't oh it? yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, is it one forty dot three dot six dot six? Yeah, one forty dot six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got three more minutes left to kill. <laughs> This is where, uh, yeah, this Mitch is where does a, a rap or uh, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we do some impressions of celebrities, maybe? No. <laughs> I don't know. I got to pee. Okay. Great. Thank awesome. you, guys. That Thank was sweet. Thank you. Very cool. That was fun. Okay. Can we just do this in one take? I've got scuba lessons. Yeah. For the lawyers. Disclaimer. Take one. O'Brien with a Y was created and is hosted by James O'Brien. The executive producer of O'Brien with a Y is James O'Brien, and all research and technical aspects are handled by James O'Brien. This podcast is for informational purposes only. 
Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not advice in any way, shape, or form. This podcast, including its creator, host, executive producer, and researcher, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. In this podcast, nor James O'Brien endorse or take responsibility for statements made, even if it's expressly endorsed within the podcast itself. In fact, James O'Brien takes back everything everyone said. It was intended as comedic observation, and if you were somehow offended, triggered, or are salty about something mentioned on this podcast, please post it all over Twitter and Instagram with the hashtag O'Brien with a Y. Be sure to post your complaints across all current and future platforms every day until it is addressed. Not adhering to the methods of contacting us as previously mentioned may result in a lack of action in addressing your concerns. Your expectations are not guaranteed. The views and statements expressed by James O'Brien or any guest on these recordings expire immediately and cannot be used against James O'Brien or any guests to ruin their careers, reputations, or livelihoods in the future, no matter how sensitive and politically correct people in the future of this society become, or how they wish to use words or opinions against anyone for the rest of time. This podcast is purposely free of advertisements, and that is not a mistake. You may support the podcast to increase its quality and frequency by posting your intention to do so with the hashtag O'Brien with a Y across Twitter, Instagram, or any future popular platforms that continue the use of a hashtag. If you have a problem, please consult a licensed physician. Thank you. All right, scuba time. Let's go in the water. <laughs> <laughs>